We're going to look at one verse from Isaiah. Isaiah 9. You're welcome to open your Bibles to it. Page 555 in the black Bibles in the pews. Isaiah 9, verse 6. Isaiah 9, verse 6. It's a verse we hear a lot at this time of year. It's a verse we may actually sing together on Tuesday because it's written into the Messiah score. Isaiah 9, 6. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is the word of the Lord. Now, we've heard those words a lot. We've heard these names a lot. For those of us who've grown up in the church, these are not new words for us. But have you ever thought about what you would name God if you had the chance? Like, if you got to draw out something about the God you would like to have or a name that you would like to give, you know, would it be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace? Would those be the things that come to your mind? Or would we like something more like, um, okay, God, as in like, okay, God, where should I go to graduate school? Okay, God, who should I date? Okay, God, how am I going to do in this French final? Right? If we had God as Google app, right? And we could just ask anything and the answer would come back in a second. Like, wouldn't that be a great name for God? God, the Google God. Right? Wouldn't that just be wonderful? Wonderful Google God. Right? If we could just ask anything, it would be right back at us. Or maybe you'd like um, Mighty Butler God. You know, you're sitting there, you're doing your homework, and you're like, God, could you do my laundry for me? (laughs) That'd be great. Or, I'll do my laundry, God, would you finish this paper for me? (laughs) Because that would be awesome. You know, God, could you just run out to my car and heat it up so it's warm by the time I get into it? That would be great. Like Butler God, the mighty Butler God. That'd be pretty cool. Or maybe the... uh, the omnipresent clone God. Like, if you could just replicate yourself to have, like, all the powers of God and, like, do other things so, like, so, like you could sleep in and God could, like, take your body on a run. Wouldn't that be great? Like, just be a clone. Just, like, split it out. That'd be awesome. I would love that. The alarm goes off, you go right ahead. I'm just going to be right here. Or... You go to this class, and I'm going to write the paper that's due for the class, right? If, if there were just two of us, if God would just, like, clone us out, we could get so much done, we could accomplish so much. Or maybe we want the fix-it God. The God that we give a request, and he's just on it. Like, ISIS, fix it. Racism, fix it. Cancer, Fix it. Wouldn't that be great? That would would be a great name to give God. God's a fix-it God. When I ask him to do something, he does it. Which is kind of the 
key for all of the names that we would come up with. They have to do with what we want from God. And the names that are here, scholars say that these four names are part of a formula for the king. This is the ideal king. This is the ideal ruler. When Jesus teaches us to pray in the Lord's Prayer, he has this line where he says, thy kingdom come, right? You know this, your kingdom come. The line is not, my kingdom come. Our temptation when we want to come up with names for God are the names that help our kingdom come, where we actually get to rule over God rather than God ruling over us. But the names that are given here are the names of a king who rules over us. Wonderful counselor. Now, this may make you think of somebody who works at Bruni and sits across from you and listens very intently to your story and helps you heal. But the Hebrew is a much more intentional word about shrewd advisor. Someone who can take in the data from the entire situation and make the right call every time. So our presidents, our prime ministers, our chancellors, they take in the data, they make a call. Sometimes they get it right and sometimes they don't. But this is a wonderful counselor. And the wonder here is a Hebrew word that points to beyond. It points to above. Hebrew doesn't have a word for supernatural, but that's the idea, that there is wonder, there is wisdom from above. So the first name of God is this wisdom that comes from above and allows him to make the right call every time. Wouldn't that be great if an earthly ruler had that ability? So Isaiah calls out and says, this This is the image, somebody who gets it right every time. Wonderful counselor. Wisdom from above. And then mighty God. Mighty God has to do with the person and the power of God himself. Mighty says that he has strength, that he has power. And think about this. Because he is mighty God, He is not afraid of anything. He is not afraid of anything or anyone. All the times in Scripture when we're told, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, you're going to hear it when you hear the Christmas story over these next few weeks. The angel and the shepherds freak out and they're like, oh, don't, 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 don't be afraid. Comes to Mary, comes to Zechariah, comes, don't be afraid. It's because God's not afraid of anything. The name Mighty God says that he rules over all and he fears no one and he fears nothing. The person and power of God is fearless. Wonderful counselor, mighty God. Everlasting Father. Now this one may seem a little bit odd. Until you remember the power of lineage in a king's family. So Jesus and his family go off to Bethlehem because he was of the house and line of David, right? Now, David had been a long, long time in the past, and David's line had had some serious issues. 
It had not gone well. There had been spats and there had been splits and there had been just people who weren't at all following the Lord. And that whenever there's a split in the lineage, whenever there's something that doesn't transfer power easily, the entire nation suffers. We see this now when there's a coup someplace. The entire nation is unsteady. When there's an assassination of a leader, the entire nation is unsteady. Who will take over? How is this going to work? Who's going to be in charge? And what's, gonna, what's it going to be like then? So the idea of everlasting father says that the one with wisdom from above who fears nothing is here forever. No one's going to push him off the throne. And his relationship to you, though kingly, is paternal and warm and loving forever. Prince of Peace. This is what happens when all the other three happen. When you have someone who is wisdom from above, mighty God, everlasting Father, the consequence of his rule, peace. The Hebrew word for peace is shalom. Shalom doesn't mean just peace like you're chilling out, peace. It means like all the chaotic things in the world, all the chaotic things in your life, all the turmoil that's within you is suddenly put in order. Chaos is put in order. That's what it means. He rules over an orderly world where everything is just as it should be. That's our king. That's your king. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. So my question for you is, which of those names of God do you need to see in your life? Do you need a shrewd advisor, someone to lead you with wisdom from above? And then the second question is, which of those four names do you think Calvin needs? Do we need a prince of peace who takes all the chaos and puts it into order? You're going to have a chance to choose because tonight what we're going to do is you're going to take a pen and a piece of paper and you'll go back to your seats. And on one side, you're going to write the name of God, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, that you need and why. I need wisdom from above for this. And on the flip side, you're going to write the prayer for Calvin. We need you to be our everlasting father in this. And then we're going to take those prayers and we're going to roll them up nice and tight and we're going to put them in these ornaments. And then they'll unfurl and they'll look really cool. All right? So in just a minute, I'm going to pray and I invite you to come forward and take a pen and a piece of paper and an ornament. And there are some hooks in the bag as well, in the baskets as well. And there are stations. There's one there. There's one there. There are two in the back and two in the front. And we may be a little short on ornaments. I do not know the current ornament status. Do we have enough ornaments? You have more there. You have 200 right there. 
Ethan DeVries, everybody. Ethan DeVries, coming through for us. Great. Uh, if you want, Ethan, you can bring those up front here. That'd be great. So, in just a second, pick your station that you're going to go to. Paper, pen, ornament. Take some time. Write down your prayer, your name of God for yourself, your name of God for Calvin. Put it in the ornament. There's one or two that fall every year and they make this noise and you're going to think they break. Sometimes they do. That's okay. We have more. Um, but that's what we're going to do. And then after we're done filling out our ornaments and getting ready, I'll give you instructions for the next part where we take them and we go hang them on the tree. All right? So uh, let me pray for you. King of kings and Lord of lords, hallelujah, for you reign forever. Forgive us when we try to push you off the throne, when we try to rule you and make you do what we want and get frustrated when you don't. And instead, Lord, help us to claim these names, these powerful names of our King Jesus and to delight in your rule over us. Thank you for being wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Help us now, Holy Spirit, to name what needs to be named for us and for our campus. And we ask this through Jesus our Lord. Amen. So you can proceed to a station that's near you and go to work.
We know that we're short on bulbs, so find a bulb buddy, and you can put two slips of paper in one bulb, all right? So find somebody who has not yet uh, closed their bulb. Who, who yet needs to put their prayer in a bulb? Right? Can you find your bulb buddies? Are we good? Nod. Just nod if you're fine. Do we have hooks? Do we have more hooks? Yeah. You have to go check.
like we're out of hooks. We have one hook. All right, friends, this is what's going to happen next. We're going to process out to the tree, and on your way out, you will drop off your pen and pick up a song sheet. All right, drop off your pen, pick up a song sheet. Again, you can share a song sheet with someone near you. Walk to the tree. Um, It'll be obvious which one it is. It's the one with lights on. (laughs) Place your ornaments on the tree. There will be somebody there. Just chill. Just wait. Just wait. Just, you're all good. You're all good. There'll be somebody there on a ladder to hang the top one. So if you're a, a vertically challenged person, such as myself, aim for the low ones. If you're uh, vertically gifted, aim for the, the high ones and help other people put them on so they kind of spread throughout the tree. All right, so you place your ornament on the tree and then you go and you get a candle and then we're going to circle the tree and then Paul will start us off on singing Christmas carols. All right? And then I'll give a blessing. We'll sing My Friends May You Grow in Grace out there at the tree. And then we'll come back here because there are Christmas cookies with frosting and sprinkles that need to be put on them down in the undercroft and hot chocolate and things like that. So that is our plan. So get your layers on and on the way out, what are you going to do? Good. Pick up a song sheet, drop off a pen. Let us go.